Welcome to the PDR Workshop Podcast, where we provide information about the paintless dent removal process, anywhere from the best business practices, tech tips, and even tool recommendations. Don't forget, you can always join us and engage with the community during our live show every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. Thank you for listening and enjoy. All right, we are now live. How are you guys doing today? Fabulous. Good, good, good. I want to welcome Freezing. everybody. <laughs> yeah, what, what's the temperature over there, uh, Ryan? Nine degrees without the wind chill. I'm at 13. But Dave, that's norm for you, right? Yeah, it's still, you just never get used to it. <laughs> you can have it. Someone to roll around, huh? You can have it. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad over here. Well, I want to welcome everybody to the live PDR workshop uh, live show that we do, the Q&A. And I want to introduce Ryan from RPS. What's up, guys? And we have Dave Windy City. What's up? And myself, Chris, the Dentless Touch. And Dave, you just rolled in here. So uh, you had a rough day or you had a lot of work or what? It was a long day. Two stops, but they were complete opposite sides of the city. And so mm. I had to get a couple used cars done for a dealership and then zip out to uh, another place about 45 to about an hour away and then start a hail car. Or at least it was just the roof, but uh, on a Dodge 2500 mega cab jacked yeah. up on wheels and everything. So I'm yeah. on three different benches just trying to get up <laughs> to the roof and um, fix all the hail on, on that. So um, that took up the bulk of my afternoon fun oh did you um, just come in the door or uh no didn't just come in the door but just trying to get okay, situated okay. for the show <laughs> i got you i got you all right so we before we start the show which is who is who am i <laughs> who am i i don't know but anyway let's uh go over the tools so we each are going to pick a tool that kind of uh, helped us out this week, something that uh, it may be the same tool week after week, or we may bring it on the show uh, often or more times than one, I would say. But this is the tool that stuck out for us in this particular uh, week. And it probably we couldn't repair anything or repair that damage if we didn't have to own that tool. So Dave or Ryan, do you want to start off first? Yeah, I'll go. Dave, I'll. Uh, so the tool that I actually just used uh, pretty much the entire time on this uh, hail car was this circus rod here. So this is the uh, 152. Uh, okay. Beast. Beast yeah. rod. There is one more longer one than this that they have. Um, this is the second to longest. And I don't do that much hail. So this one gets me by um, pretty much for whatever I need. Uh, super, super sharp tip. Um, the Vehicle today had high string steel on the roof. Uh, this tore right through it. No big deal. Um, yeah. yeah, and this is this is the rod that I that I use the most for hail. Um, there, there is one more longer one. There are times where I wish I did have it, but this one still gets me by. So um, I don't know what it is by itself. The entire set is three hundred and eighty bucks. Highly recommend getting the entire set from Finesse. Um, the Surface rods. That's what I'd get. So, so who makes that? Dave? Finesse. PDR finesse. PDR finesse. 
Okay. And you normally use that for the, like you said, the high strength in aluminum because it seems like steel, maybe not so much, huh? No, I use this for everything. Yeah. This is what okay. I use for any hail car. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. This is what I'm using. I have a, I have another hail rod. It's a dent craft. Like it's a little bit longer than this, but not too much. Uh, and it just has like a single bend to an R4 tip. Um, and I have okay. a red tip. I have a red cap on that. So if I need to soften something up, I'll use that. And then I'm going in with this. But this is primarily in my hand the entire time. Nice. And I like them that they're stainless. This thing is super stout, super strong. Yeah. I've cranked on vehicles with this and uh, have had no issues. The tip is still sharp as ever. Um, it probably could yeah. use a little bit of sharpening, but it's still very, very sharp and uh, can cut through whatever I need it to. Yeah. yeah they're and, awesome. And, and they come in, what, what length do you think that is, Dave? Uh, it says 152, so I'm going to say maybe 150 inches. <clears throat> so whatever that equates okay. to. Okay. Okay. No mathematicians over here. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, just dead guys. I can Google it. <laughs> I have an idea. Well, 150 <laughs> inches is 12 feet, but like, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, so I don't know but they have a 14 MT and 18, and then it's 51, 152, and then 08. So I really don't know what the numbers, uh, how they correlate to the tools themselves, but this is the oh, 152 my. on their site. Cool, cool. So this is what I use for hail. And then I have the next three sizes down from mm -hmm. this as well. So I just don't have the longest one. And that next but. size down from that is an awesome. You, If you guys don't have those, you really need them. The, the next size down for that one, I use every day. So nice. they're great stuff. Like I said before, I really like that they're made out of stainless. They don't rust. They don't corrode. They, you know, they'll last forever. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice tool. I don't have them, but I think I'm going to go order some. You don't have them, Chris? No, I think that's that one tool y'all keep getting on me. I don't have oh, them. Oh, man. So. They're awesome. Right. They're awesome. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll go next. Yeah. It is the Talon from Stanaliner. I did a complete acorn damage hood. <clears throat> everything in the open with this tool today first time really using it fully for as long as i used it had it hanging with an edgy hanger okay i don't think out of the 25 dents in the hood that were in the open i don't think i knocked down one of them this thing pushes so clean um i pushed with this edge right here and it's kind of got a weird handle to it to where you kind of have to yeah. get used to to the way that your hands on there but let me tell you this thing i'm going to tell you again here's another tool to get add to your arsenal i know before i wasn't 100 percent on stand aligner but this thing is a beast it really is a beast so made out of polished stainless and that, couldn't that's ask. which one again the talon the talon mm. so How much is it, do you know I paid 156, I believe, at MTE. So it's probably in between the 150 and 175 mark. I'm looking on their website. I don't see that name, but um, interesting tool to say yeah. the least. Yeah, it really, it really is. I, I work with ES there, and this is one that I was in their door trying to push 
and sold me on it. I used it for like three and a half seconds there, and I was like, yep, I'm buying this. Just the way that it moves the metal is totally different than pushing. So on their website, it looks like that's called the crane. Maybe the crane. You're correct. <laughs> you're correct. So, okay, so guys, that's the crane. I'm still learning. I'm still yeah. learning here. This is a whole other experience for me. So the crane. This thing is awesome. Get it. It's worth it. I think A1 sells it. I know Stan Aligner sells it. So check it out. That's all I got. Yeah, I have it. I never use it the way uh, you're presenting it, but um, I need to. I need to try that out for sure. Uh, Dave, do you have any standliner tools? I do not. I tried to get one to get, okay. um, at MTE, and the one that Bryce Kelly was practicing on when I was there um, mm -hmm. ended up being sold out. So they had a half inch version of the one that I was looking at, and he said to get the seven sixteenth version. It's a little. Uh, there's a little more flex, so okay. Um, I decided not to get any. Nice, nice. All right, well, I'll go up next. Uh, I'm not really want to talk about the flat bar, even though this is a care point flat bar, guys. The camera is kind of reversed, but I think this is their new flat bar. It's a, actually a very stout flat bar, but I want to bring attention to the tip that. Camera focus here. The tip that Edgy provides for this um, this flat bar, it makes it so that you can actually uh, get this tool down into a uh, a window <laughs> between a window, so between the belt molding and, and window, guys. So you know, kudos to Edgy for coming up with the, I guess the flat or or short mini, uh, uh, the mini, yeah. Uh, tip i think i think um sal from the dent dial has one but i don't think it's this short at all so if you guys are looking for something this short definitely check out uh edgy tools so we we shared it on the show and it was my first time using it i actually used it in a fender a crease and i was able to you know slide a little bit uh, because of the polish and i didn't use any tape or anything and it it doesn't it, it's not like the standliner tools i don't know what standliner's got going on with his tools but when you push you don't leave uh the high the high spots is, is easy this one does <laughs> so so just be careful i don't know what standliner is doing with their metal or with their tools but have you noticed that ryan yeah it's it's, it's like nothing i've ever used I mean, I, the job easier, right? It's just a cleaner. It's 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 just different. The repairs. The yeah. pushes are, and it's super sharp, and the pushes are so soft, just the way it disperses the metal. So I, I got nothing bad to say. It, it's it's an awesome tool. Um, and I was I'm still new at it. I'm still trying to figure it out. So now, did you work on aluminum hood? No, it was a steel hood. Okay, okay. When you work on aluminum, you'll see... Remember I was telling you that the metal kind of separates? Yeah, kind of like a line. Yeah. Right. So it somewhat does that on a standliner, but you can actually move more metal before it starts to split on you. Huh. So just, yeah, just try it out when you, when you, uh, when you actually get aluminum hood or anything aluminum. They're, they're pretty crazy. 
Uh, no, they're not bendable, Jonathan. At least I haven't tried to bend them. Have you, Ryan? He did. He was bending them at the show. Oh, so okay. Some of them are. Some of them, the really, really thick ones, I don't think you're going to bend. But the, that one, I think you could bend. But I, I think if you're bending that type of tool, you're using the wrong tool. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I have the little small one, the little mini that he has. I think it's like the crane mini. Oh yeah. Twelve inch tool. I mean, I, I really can't bend that tool. And it's the shortest shaft I think he sells. So I think hmm. some of them are just designed to be bent. I mean, how was he bending? Was he heating them up or no? He was bending it at the show. Oh wow. Hmm. Well, that's something new. Well, guys, um, if you are watching us, I want to say thank you. But if you don't get a chance to watch us on the live show, we do have a podcast. So this show will be up in about four to five days. Uh, thanks to Dave. Uh, and that is the PDR Workshop podcast, guys, on Apple. So check us out. Leave us a review, all that good stuff. So let's get started in the show, guys. Take it away. So who is Christopher Ray? <laughs> So you, you want to go first, Dave, or or you want me to go? Go ahead, and I'm going to answer some of these real quick. <clears throat> so let's start from the beginning. How did you get into the industry, Chris? Uh, so I was becoming a I was trying to become a mechanic. That was my that was what I wanted to do. That was my career path that I chose when I was 15 years old, and I wanted to uh, become a Mercedes Benz technician. Honestly or at least a German car, uh, BMW or Mercedes, really. And oh. so, yeah, I know, right? What were you thinking? <laughs> and so, my, well, my dad was a security guard at um, a local dealership, American Service Center in Arlington. And he, I was always around the technicians. Technicians were the friendliest technicians. I've been up and down the Honda dealerships because I used to own a Honda and Honestly, the Mercedes-Benz technicians were very friendly. They were very uh, happy at work, it seemed like. They were the only shop that I know that was had AC at that time. So I was like, you know what? Mercedes is where it's at. These guys, you know, come out with a white shirt and still, it still is white after the end of the day. So I see a lot of the career moves. You know, you always see the, the shop foreman in the, in the shop. He's still kind of working. Well, at that dealership, the shop foreman just does a little bit of stuff. Uh, you know, he still looks professional, goes to meetings and stuff like that. So the room for advancement was there. So anyway, I wanted to become a, a me mechanic and I was going to school to become a mechanic. Uh, I was going to Montgomery Community College uh, for automotive engineering or something. Anyway, so once I graduated that, I jumped on a snap on truck and requested a quote i think he gave me twenty nine thousand dollars for tools <laughs> i said all right Jeez. i said let me uh let me think about that and i'm talking and these are like screwdrivers just you know just some a six basics six point yeah, yeah like, get basic, you on this payment like, plan here yeah. <laughs> for the rest of your it's like, life <laughs> it's like 900 a week and i'm like man i don't know if i'm gonna make that and so i was driving around in some little car i can't remember it's like an it was an integra i do remember the car and anyway, so I said, well, I can sell that. I'm trying to figure out how can I can afford this. I had a few, a few dollars, a few, few grand that I could, I could definitely put down on. Anyway, so after thinking about that for about a, about a couple of days, I said, man, this is crazy. So let me see if I can do anything else. And 
Brad from uh, Dent Masters actually approached me uh, and said, hey, you want to come and you know do dents? And I'm like, I don't even know what this is. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. And my dad pulled me to the side like, like 30 minutes later. He was like, you better do that. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He said, that guy comes in and he's out and he makes money. Do that. <laughs> I didn't even know this stuff, you know. So anyway, so I said, "All right." My dad said, "You know, fine." He said, "Well, if it don't work out, I buy your tools." I honestly don't think he knew what the price of the tools were, but I was like, "You know what? He's never failed me, so he'll have to eat that one." <laughs> so I said, "I had nothing to lose. Let me go and try this." And then um, that was it. So there was a two-week training period where he had me running around. He had some smart tasks. The first day, he had me running to. Just, just common sense stuff. He wanted to see how quick uh, I was on my feet, which was smart for him. And then uh, two weeks later, I was I was training in uh, Tyson's Corner, alongside Paul. And what do you mean? Who did? Tasks? So, like, he handed me an envelope. He said, uh, "Go to UPS. Be back in fifteen minutes." And the the reason for that was if I couldn't figure out where UPS was in 15 minutes and get back, it was only up to, I mean, literally a block away. I already knew where it was. He just didn't think I knew where it was. And he gave me that time limit and he would do stuff like that. Um, just see if I can get to places He's like, all right, you know, meet me in Tyson's and you know, 25 minutes. It only takes you, you know, 15 minutes. So if you, if you took 45 minutes, you kind of weren't the person, I, at least that's what I thought. That he would uh that he would want to train you because you got to improvise you got to be you know quick on your feet you have to you know be self-efficient and i think that's what he was trying to get out of me uh with these little mini tasks that's just that's just what i got out of it that was easy who, for me because i was a loner <laughs> who did you who did you train with when you were there man that's a good question so uh so normally i uh, uh I'm trying to think. It was, so it was JB, his son. JB, uh, now he does hail. And they would, this is a long time ago now. This is back in 2006, guys. Hey, so, we've all been there. I'm like, let me think about this because I don't want to run anybody over the bus. But I feel like it was like 10 minutes of training and like the rest of the day spent by myself. This just, that's what I feel like. So, but I'm pretty sure they taught me some basics. When I would get uh, stressed out, they'll come over and just like fix the dent. But I would make my own dents and fix my own dents. And what I used to do was take a pen, and this is the stupidest thing, I, stupidest idea. I would take a pen and then take the hammer and beat the pen down on the hammer. There's no way I was repairing those. <laughs> yeah, so I would get stressed out. And for a week straight, uh, I think Paul came over there one time and he said, "Man, these dents are not <laughs> not fixable." <laughs> like, well, thank you. I've been over only here for for a week. And, could, and didn't figure this out so so but basically um that was it it was it was a lot of training yourself it 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 definitely was i mean they gave me a, like a rundown for a couple of days and then maybe 30 40 minutes every every day and it was like here's your hood they literally put uh, i believe they put a 2000 dents like once you try to take 2000 dents out then you're good enough to to go work on a lot it's probably like one of the worst training. They probably got way better training now, but that's what I remember in my training. Oddly enough, I do have a book that talks about the highs and lows and all that stuff. So someone definitely had to come over <laughs> and teach me that stuff, but it wasn't like a class. I didn't sit down. They didn't, 
you know, teach me and, sh you know, show me what well, it was more hands on, which I, I prefer really. Yeah. So that was my training, but it was with Paul, uh, a little, a lot with Paul. Cause I connect with Paul. Paul is just a likable person. So anytime Paul was around, I was always behind his shoulder, uh, you know, behind, over his shoulder. And then it had to be JB and, and, and see, uh, Dent Masters, they train. I don't even know if I want to say their name, but whatever everybody knows now. But it's Dent Master. They uh they train two at a time, and so that way you're not in the struggle by yourself. So that was that was pretty cool. And and me and Rob would share uh ideas back and forth. Uh, and there was a there was a new tech named Shaw. So it was really just the new guys that actually was at the shop that trained me. And Paul will come and do the nasty smashes. Even in 06, he would he would kind of he worked part time, so he would kind of come in and do some of the the bigger repairs. So did you uh, did you know about PDR before like that whole scenario with your dad or anything like that? No. So my dad got my mom's car done, you know, maybe a year prior to that, and I'm like, oh okay, no dents done, no you know no dents in the car. It was an Acura Legend. I didn't know anything about it. I knew the PDR guy for the Mercedes-Benz because I, I used to do security there. So I knew of him. His name was Tim. Actually, Paul's brother. So I know Paul for a very long time. <laughs> 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 anybody, I'm talking about Paul Corden, guys, if anybody's wondering. You couldn't, you couldn't ask for a better person to be around for that long of a time, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, and Paul was with the church, so. He, I didn't get a chance to be around him as much as these guys do now, but but yeah, and the whole Dent Masters, uh, company was was very, was just it was strange at that time because I was so young and I wasn't used to that much freedom, so I was I was very happy that I I was able to receive that freedom, but it was it was kind of I don't know it was kind of different, so it was a lot of times I was at the movie theater to be honest, <laughs> so, really no one. No one questioned it. <laughs> as long as the numbers were there. Nice. So keep going from there. After training, tell us the whole ring there. Uh, Picking that brain. Oh, man. So after training, uh, they put me, I think, close in Alexandria. I can't remember. But anyway, it the, the company's designed where you build your own route. You have to be the, uh, I mean, you're the salesman. You're the tech. You're everything. You're the, you're the guy that bills. If they don't get, if if they have an issue with payment, you go and try to get payment. I mean, you're you pretty much do everything. You do advertising. I mean, I mean, you practically do everything. And uh, so that was obviously, I wasn't used to that, and obviously, I didn't know anything about PDR. But um, I wanted to hang around uh, this guy named Shaw, and then Shaw will hang around Richard Rodson. And so we were just, Richard was working the Maryland location and I was uh, that still the Northern Virginia area. And I was just doing my thing. It was a little bit easier. The competition was not there. I mean, there was no dent guys. Uh, the dent guys either did wholesale or, you know, they did wholesale and retail. Now there's a wholesale guy that, you know, kind of came up and then there's retail guys and then there's guys that work just for the dealership, uh, that particular dealership. So there's so many dent guys in this area. We didn't have that. It was you know, take our price and our prices weren't that, 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 that much now, but, um, it was a little cheaper back then, but, but yeah, that was it. I, I had two or three lots and I did retail from pretty much day one. 
tore up a little bit of cars. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best training. Yeah, it definitely was. It definitely was. I remember getting stuck at a gentleman's house because I burnt his paint <laughs> with the torch. And man, <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I was trying for days to try to see if that thing wet sand out, buffed out anything waxed out and I, I couldn't i couldn't get it out so i ended up having to paint the door so you started with another company you were with them for x amount of years yeah and then what was it just one day hey i'm going to start a business you know how did that <laughs> whole transition go between you know working for another company and then dentless touch well i'm uh, you know i'm a very loyal person i i would have stayed with that company i think forever uh, and i told myself that uh, just because of the opportunity, probably about year four, I just, the opportunity was just so, so great, the freedom and, 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 mm -hmm. uh, you know, you get what you put into it. So I really liked that aspect of it. And so, like I said, he took me from nothing. He built me up, uh, trained me a lot. The guys around me trained me a lot. So I was just like, you know what? I'm never going to quit. So anyway, we had a hailstorm come in and well, first my tax guy, uh, he actually does taxes for all the hail guys or some of the hail guys. So my tax guy said, Hey, you know, you're a W2 employee, uh, but you got all these expenses, you know, keep in mind guys, I pay for the pins that said, you know, the company's name on it, the hats, the shirts, the tools, the gas, the truck, everything was out of my, my pocket. And so I, he said, you got all these expenses, but you're a W2 employee. You can't, you can't do that. And so, um, he recommend me to, get my own business so I can start having some write-offs. So I said, okay, I don't know nothing about taxes. I said, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever doesn't, uh, whatever works. <laughs> so I started Dentless Touch. Quick name, honestly, it was like five seconds, boom, boom, Dentless Touch, let's go. Didn't plan on growing this at all. Done. And so uh, from after that, um, we had a hailstorm and we had a technician that was, we get, technicians that come in and help us with the storm just like you know you know we we have now and it was a huge storm and anyway basically uh that company i was working for went from nine guys to 60 guys and that that's very hard for any any company to do and so obviously stuff just gets in the back burn you know just just get lost in translation honestly uh so there was an issue with payment from the guys that were working for me, the, the four guys that I had, and they were just saying that, hey, we haven't got paid yet since we've been here for a couple, uh, for two weeks, three weeks. And I told them, oh, you ain't got to worry about it. this company has no problem. Don't worry about that. And they, you know, they say, okay, no problem. I dropped, dropped off a car, came back and brought them another car and they were packing their tools. And I'm like, yo, don't pack your tools, please. I need this car, at least this car done. And, uh, and I said, well, what's going on? He's like, I told you we ain't going to pay. I said, you don't have to worry about that. Come on. The, the, you know, it's, it grew from nine guys to 60 guys. Give them time. They didn't want to, they had a gig up the street. I guess they wanted to go to, um, and long story short, I had the company pay me so I can pay the tech. And then the company found out, <laughs> which was just weird anyway. And so because the technician told the company that I wrote him a check, so I was just blown out of the water after he gives me this spill of he's got family and I, I got a little, you know, girl I got to take care of. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help the man out. So six months after that date, uh, 
the owner came to me at 6.30 in the morning and, and fired me. Chris so, got fired. Listen to that, guys. Yeah. Chris got fired. <laughs> he said, remember this check? And he had the guy standing there that was there to replace me. And he's like, hand over your invoice book to him. Hand over your notepad. At that time, our scheduling system wasn't as advanced as it is now. It was just a little scheduling Dang. notepad. Nothing's wrong with a notepad <laughs> and pen. <clears throat> and so I, I refused to hand over that. Honestly, I said he can make copies of it, but that's my I, I went to Staples and bought it. So you, you can um, make copies all you want or you can actually borrow it. But I need it back. It does have some phone numbers in the back. Um, so anyway, um, that was I called my dad. I said, Dad, you wouldn't believe what happened. Six thirty, seven thirty in the morning. I'm fired after I finished doing a repair. And he's like, oh, man, what happened? I told him the story. And uh, that was in 2011. That's huge. I mean, you just got fired from your job and you now like, okay, now what do I do? I mean, what were you feeling? Were you scared? Were you nervous? I mean, did you have a fa I mean, you had family at the time, I would assume, or, you know, a house or apartment, car, bills to pay. Uh, yeah, so two months after that, I, um, I bought a house, two or three months prior to that. I'm sorry, not after, but prior to that, I, I was a, a new so home. you just bought a house. Yep. And then you get fired from your job. You have a bunch of yeah, metal I, sticks, and you're like, now what do I do? No pressure. I think, I think, honestly, I don't know what this time frame was, but my thing, I don't know what my wife is listening, but I, I don't think she she got whatever she want to call it. She wasn't working. <laughs> I think she got laid off or whatever, but she wasn't working either. So it was tough, tough. And I was a big saver. I am still am a big saver. So I, I had enough for a few months, but maybe not enough to grow a business and, you know, pay bills. You know, that's, that's a whole nother, you know, beast by itself. So that was a little rough. That was a little rough. Um, not, not knowing any, you know, not knowing where I was going to go from there. A little bit of stress. Stress will push you though. Sometimes the stress yep. is good. It's yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm so happy now, where I'm at right now. <laughs> so, so now you're out here and you're now, what are you trying to do? I mean, what are you, are you just trying to figure it out? Are you going knocking on doors? Are you pounding the pavement? Are you looking well, to apply so for another company? No, so there, there was a non, uh, you know, contract that I wanted to honor. And so I can't remember the mileage. Anyway, I found a, I found a, a, a decent, uh, night gig that would, uh, that would at least pay my bills. And so um, I talked to a lawyer and he said, as long as I don't go into, you know, their particular stuff, I just, just I can have my own name. I can, you know, basically uh, pass out my own cards as long as I'm not stepping on any toes on theirs and you'll be fine within, you know. And so that's what I did. I just, if you want to use me, that's fine. The accounts that were using me, I said, you have to use uh, the other company and, and, and left it be. I never had any issues with the owner. We actually still, you know, we talk now. Uh, we're very good friends now. Uh, so, yeah, I saw you talking to him at MTE. Yeah. So, you know, I, I respectfully, you know, asked, you know, he asked me to stay away from his stuff. And that's that's what I did. And uh, coming out of that 18, I can't remember, it was 18 or 24 month period. Uh, I pretty much had my own stuff, so I wasn't. I didn't even need to jump back into what he had either. 
So that was pretty nice. It just happened to be far, far away from my house. So that that was a little stressful. But um, I bought a truck. So so I had I always had an Astro van when I was working for uh, that, you know, the company. And then as soon as I got fired, I bought a I bought a truck like the next week because I didn't want people to think I still work there uh, with the truck. So I just bought another vehicle and um, a little smaller. That's the silver bullet, silver HHR that you guys uh, you may see. And so that was in 2011. And, you know, just sold that car uh, a month ago. <laughs> it's hard for me to sell. So, but yeah, so that's, that's the story. It's, 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 uh, I opened, I did a web page. You know, this was before they really had anything going that was good. So I kind of stepped up and got a web presence before they did my, my, uh, my old company. And I just started to make a name for myself. Um, and then that's when I decided that I'm going to take PDR to the next level. This, this industry, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to grow to this. I always said the second largest paintless dent repair company. I let them have, they've had so many years experience in it, but if I can get to the second largest in this area now, uh, then I would be, I would, I would, ref, you know, definitely be grateful in that. So that was the plan uh, probably about six months after they let me go. So now, like, I think as most of us, um, you didn't really know how to run a business, I would assume. No, I did not. I did not. <laughs> so you figured it out. I would I just along the way, you know, you're just learning things from other yeah. people. You're just I'm, getting tidbits from, you, you know, other tech stuff like that. Did you have a mentor to help you through this process, Chris? So, so the biggest mentor was a CPA. And I recommend guys just, you know, he filled me with so much knowledge at the early stages and I can trust, you know, in him to make sure, you know, he was the one that's like, oh, you need to, you know, get up, a, a you know, incorporate, you be incorporated, you know, S Corp and this. And I'm like, oh, OK, OK. <laughs> I honestly didn't know. You know, he's like, all right, this is what it's going to cost you. Of course, it cost me a little bit more money. I could have done it myself, but I'm playing for his experience. And um, when I first started, uh, he is actually still my CPA, you know, 12 some odd years later. But when I first started, he sat me down for about two or three hours, walked me through the entire process. I was a very, you know, I'm still very resourceful and I love math. So, you know, accounts receivable and all that stuff, I, I understand very quickly. And so I, you know, got QuickBooks and just figured QuickBooks out just like any other app and was, was ready to go. <laughs> that was it. I got some uh, invoice books, you know, printed up with the carbon print. I mean, I, I was pushing. I was literally pushing the uh, the day after. <laughs> so it wasn't that it wasn't that bad, uh, to be honest with you. It was cheap. It wasn't a lot of money, but I was still had tools in my hand the neck the day the day after I, I got fired. So. So that was that was pretty good. That was that was far, though, that, you know, I went you know, hour away just to push to, to stay on my area. So, but yeah, that so now, was now at that point was that you got fired the next day. Did you already have that dream of exactly where you wanted to go or was it just no, kind I, of winging, winging it? It was, it was all winging it. It was, that's all I know. You know, I spent the last four, four years. Yeah. Five years with this company. So that's all I know. I'm, I'm no longer, can kind of go back and do the mechanic thing. 
I'm somewhat good. I wasn't nowhere near as fast as I am right now, but I was somewhat good with PDR. Uh, at that time, because he fired me, I was like, man, I'm, I must not be that valuable to fire me over something like this. So I'm like, maybe I'm not a good technician, you know? So that kind of went through my mind. And my dad, I called my dad and he was just like, all right, pack your stuff, you know, no problem. I'll meet you at IHOP. Like that, that hour, like the next hour, he's like, I'll meet you at IHOP right now. He's like, what's your game plan? And I don't know if anybody's religious, I'll probably get banned over this thing. But he said, you know, write your goals in your Bible and then put it inside the Bible and keep it there. And I still have it in my Bible. I show it to my wife from time to time. And it's like literally just provide for my family, you know, doing, you know, my own business, you know. And so that kind of cleared my head about two to three hours right after I got fired. Because I've never got fired because I go above and beyond almost everything that I do. So to get fired was like a real like jabbed in the throat, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, I mean, that's, it is what it is. It's life. You know, like I said, I would have never quit. But the fact that he let me go on that aspect, you know, it's, it definitely opened my eyes, but it also allowed me to own my own business. So I actually hats off to him because he's, he's the one that, you know, allowed me to have my own business honestly i would have been too scared to i'm too scared to even quit <laughs> so <laughs> so screw it he would have had a, he would have had a tech for life <laughs> i mean not uh, anymore i'll quit <laughs> <laughs> so so you you now on your own you own a business you're a business owner you're a pdr technician um what came first did you end up getting because now you have two shops now correct two or three shops yeah two 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 We're shops working. now yeah and you're working on your third location um did you have another tech first helping you or did you get the shop and then hire your first tech you said did i have a shop first did you have your tech? yeah did you get your shop first and then hire a tech or did you hire a tech to help you maybe like a helper and then pursue the, yeah. the shop uh dream so no, the shop obviously came after the tech because the tech was a helper. It was actually Brian was my first tech. And that was a that was kind of crazy because honestly, I was okay by myself. Uh I just had a I had a lot of work, but I was okay by myself. And but I like I like helping people that are that are that are nice. They're nice guys. They just maybe are just down on their luck. And so um, I don't know the issue with uh, the guy that I hired at that particular time. I, I didn't really get into that, but I can tell that him learning a skill would benefit him for the for the rest of his life. And so, you kind of get to the stages where you know someone trained me, people are helping me. At least I feel like people are helping me. You know, I, I you got to give back a little bit. And so, you know, this guy was helping me. Uh, with the race car, I had a, a, a Honda Civic, guys, if anybody's interested <laughs> in the sport front wheel drive. I was a little Honda guy. And uh, he was Not helping me with Hondas. my race car. <laughs> it is. It is actually a good, good car. But he was he was helping me at the track with without any question. I mean, hey, I need you here. I need you there. And I said, well, you know, what's, what's going on? Where do you work at? And I just wanted to see if I can provide any value to this guy because he he's definitely gave me so much uh, you know help when a lot of guys honestly just wouldn't you know they were either hating or looking they really rarely never helped so 
so I was very appreciative of what he did. And he said, yeah, you know, I'm actually looking for a job. And I said, well, read into this. Let me know if you're interested in this. No pressure. And so that was my first employee. And uh, that was that was a rough experience because hiring an employee, there is so much that goes into it. Um, <laughs> so much time. I didn't I I definitely didn't think about the time aspect. I thought about more of the money and made sure that was there, but the time was just I did not and the cost. <laughs> and the cost. I mean, I you know? for that. The cost was like, okay, here's his tools, here's his monthly salary for the next year. Good. But that time, because you can't push. Mm-hmm. When you're training, you can't push. When you when you're trying to give someone information, you can't stop and and and, and you know uh and and and, and uh, make money. That that was the the the, the difference there. Because you're now you're you're running a business. I mean, you're you know you're yeah. still in the early stages of running your business, trying to make that run smoothly, picking up accounts, getting new accounts, making sure people are you know you're collecting invoices, you're doing what you need to do to, exactly. to, to run a to business, run a business, and now you have another mouth to feed as well. More responsibility is added to you yeah. as the business owner, um, and exactly. the technician running the business. Yep. Yep, you're right. It's it's it was, you know, when you're solo, I didn't think about you know I didn't really think about that. What you just said, uh, Dave, is is you are everything. You know, you answer the phone, you do the scheduling, you do the work. And, you know, the work is only twenty thirty percent of what you actually mm-hmm. do. You know, in in the day, it's just you get faster and faster at the work, so that's when the money comes. But yeah, and then all that time where you actually got the tool in your hand, now you got to pause, slow down, and explain it to the guy that you're training, that you're paying to train. And so definitely slows was, you down. That was a little rough. Yeah, it slow. It slows. Yeah, it slowed me down a lot. Um, but I was okay, and, and seeing his progression, and seeing what he's doing, and 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 seeing what uh what he can, you know, what he's become. I kind of, you know, it's all worth it. Especially if 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 it changes his life and, and it helps him out. That was the first guy. And the second guy was obviously a little easier. And the third and fourth were a little too quick. <laughs> so that had to that had to get canceled. <laughs> so so what is the future here? What what is your plans? What is your next move in, in the business? Uh so uh as much as I was trying to build a company where everything kind of goes through me to be honest with you. I think that's one of the worst companies when it comes to PDR. Uh, that's just, that's just my opinion now guys. So right now I'm trying to incorporate, there's a book called traction probably sitting over there. It's a, uh, employee operating system, I believe. So they're the EOS. And so basically each individual technician after they get to a certain point is going to have their own little location to run and, and grow with all with guidance of me not not it's not going to be like a dictatorship so uh we had we do have supportive back office with an ops manager so she's able to help out on different things as i make youtube videos (laughs) (laughs) so um she's she's able to help out but the the plan is to grow with you know 2019 plan is to get my guys up to speed to help them because you're all, you know, obviously you're only as strong as the guys that you have with you, your team. And so that's, that's the plan is to build that core team and, uh, just grow from there. 
I think I think once we get strong in in that aspect, there's nothing that we can't overcome. You know, we've uh, done eight or nine hail cars in one day as a team. So, uh, James here asked, "Do you still operate your business with the same vision or mission as you did in the beginning?" It's a good question, James. Yes, it's a good question. Good question, James. So, yes. Yeah, so, ideally, I can't remember. Obviously, the first year or two years of what my mission and vision it was just basically provide for my family get money provide for my family you know figuring but it out started, right but after i decided to actually make this a business the one thing i want to do is help people and so when i was just solo i don't even want to share the pictures because it, it's a it's i don't know it's kind of grimy if you ask me but i used to give uh the little toys for tots so we used to go to to um uh, Toys R Us at that time, and it we would just buy like two thousand, three thousand dollars worth of, to of toys. And on Christmas Day, if we'll have like five or ten families, no, about five families, not ten, but five, four to five families we need to go to, and we would just give them Christmas gifts, just whatever they want. I mean, it was like PS at that time, PS twos or threes or whatever, and I mean, it was five, six hundred dollars worth of stuff, and just. Just to see the smile, we'll take a picture of it. Something for me to remember. I never shared it on our social media or anything like that. But that was that was what I did as the company. It was just the give back was more important uh, to me. Uh, and I do it every day with the PDR, man. There's so many free dents or, or, you know, hey, I'll just take a little small one out that you missed. Uh, I did one today. So I just try to give back as much as I can. Uh, so that mission is is there, and and you know sometimes when my guys is they're taking up a little too much time that I say I say <laughs> you know I say think about this guys I can't help someone else. There's someone else out there that's looking for a different career path and deserves it. So you know as soon as I get you guys up to speed, we can go and 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 help and touch other people. And so hopefully they understand that, but it's it's just. I, I don't know. I just like helping people. I don't think anybody should be, uh, you know, without, I guess. Would you, uh, would you change anything when you started your business? Um, any opportunities you wish you did take or ones that yeah. you did, you know, uh, didn't take, did or didn't take? I, I wish I would have hired sooner. Uh, so that's, that's probably, you know, what I would have done. And I wish I would have, when I was done with my, I wish I would have treated it, treat my business more seriously. Meaning I was just the first, you know, one or two, three, four years of business. It was just enough for me, whatever is enough for me. And I'm good. I was all about me. So I didn't push if I didn't need, didn't need to push as long as my bills were paid, I had money saved and I was able to contribute to those things. I didn't push any harder. So I wish I ran it like a business and took the opportunity because if I knew what I what I know today, there have been. I think the business would be twice as large as it as it is right now, just because I I missed out on so much opportunity just by sitting around really for the first couple of yeah, years. Yeah, I think hindsight's always twenty twenty, especially in exactly. Um, we're I, you know we're we're not talking about like pushing. I mean, you know, if the work was there, I pushed. But you know, I was at the movies a little bit. You know, but I'm talking about like advertising opportunity. I took that money, went to the bank, and didn't push. But if I would have pushed harder. I wish I would have advertised. Yeah. You know, so that, um, that's what I'm thinking. I'll tell you, so my I've, guys are asking some good questions, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Keep coming, I, man. Keep them coming. I have, th I have three right here. Um, so what does an ideal workday look like to you? 
Uh, so I wake up early. I wake up at 5.30, 5 o'clock. Uh, my daughter's kicking me in the face as of right now. So I tend to get a cup of coffee and just kind of think about my day. Now that I have a little one, I love to get her out and at least see her to the daycare or, or see my wife off when she drops her off to the daycare. So I don't get into the shop until 8.30 now. Uh, so once I get to the 8, 8.30, it's literally these big giant headphones on and I get, I love work. So today was just a schedule every hour, no matter what the repair size was. And we just pumped out work. I mean, I'm eating on the stool. Like I love days like that. So that's the typical day. And when you don't see me post on Instagram, you know, it's busy as crap. So, I haven't so Jaya says in a while it's been so no, no stopping at the Wawa for coffee. No, you know, not, they are <laughs> that's not in your Wawa. ideal day. <laughs> no, it's not, man. It's only on Saturdays, unfortunately. And I hope that changes. So I got like this Pete's coffee that I got to brew myself. So it's all right. It, it's, it's not Wawa for some reason. So. But they're building one, so you'll probably see more Wawa daily stops at Wawa. <laughs> so I have a I have a good question for you, Chris. What's up? When did you start YouTube, and what made you start the YouTube channel? <laughs> That's a I mean, it's a great question. So I started YouTube because I used to do videos. My old channel, if anybody's interested, is called Cars with Chris, and I have thirty videos up on that. And so I always was intrigued at the video editing and stuff like that. And I never wanted to leave that skill. So I always wanted to do something. I, I didn't have a lot of time to go to the track or be around the cars uh, because, you know, the, my wife and my daughter and all that stuff, just the family dynamics. So I said, how can I do this in, uh, uh, you know, PDR? You know, that's the only thing I know. That's the only other thing that I know. And so first it was just vlog with me. I wasn't, I was just going to show you what I do. And if you go back to some of my videos, you'll see it's just, I'm just scattered brain. I don't really have a mission of why I'm doing a video, but I just like editing at that particular time. And when it came to the advertising, so I always do like a one, the first reason, and then I do the second reason. And so the second reason was my competitors were not doing it. And so when everybody's going one way, I tend to go the other way. That's just, that's just me. The cops tell you to pull over, I pull over. Just see you later. So that's kind of how I roll. So everybody was going towards like ads, 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 pay this guy to put your name at the, at the top. And I was like, let me try YouTube. If anything, it's a portfolio. People can see dents going in and out. I didn't think it was going to grow to nowhere near what it is now. And, you know, it still surprises me, but I appreciate all the support, but that's that's why I started YouTube. It's just it's kind of a personal thing to help me out. Now, also, I am camera shy, very camera shy. I, <laughs> I, I stutter a lot, and it's 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 absolutely crazy. Most of those videos are like you're getting better. Ninety eight. Thank you. You're you're getting much better. <laughs> and so that's again one of the positive of YouTube because you guys get to see my flaws, and I'm talking like the first probably all the videos. But you get to see my flaws. And so now I'm okay with sharing my flaws with you guys. So that's that's why YouTube was is a part of my life now. And so now I, and I get that's the help. Cool. So now with the comments, it's like, oh, thank you for sharing that tip and this that, and the third. So it's like, wow, 
I wanted to help people and I thought I had to pull one at a time and I'm able to help so many people on YouTube. So I'm kind of like doing, you know, fulfilling my life journey on this earth by, you know, helping people, you know, I mean, you, uh, Dave, when we sat there and talked to Scott from Keller Dents, I mean, I could have gone home that day. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. That you was know, really good we helped this guy build his whole, com- you know, his whole company. <laughs> that was, that was uh, pretty good. Uh, David asks, what percent of your original tools do you still use in your kit today with the advancement of tools? That's a good one. Um, dang, not a lot, actually. Wow, probably about I don't 20. think I, you know. Yeah, maybe, maybe 20%. Yeah, at the most, I almost think, you know what I mean, with the advancement, it's yeah. been crazy the last few years. And you just start to yeah. learn different tools and how they work, and exactly. I really don't like this one, I don't like this one, and I know this one would be better, so. I mean... I've I've been a nylon knockdown for uh, uh, I've been a a nylon knockdown guy pretty much the entire my entire career. So I still use that tool, the Craftsman Hammer. Craftsman Hammer, he said. Yeah, I mean he I did still say use Craftsman. Craftsman, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> no, you said it right. I'm just I'm just saying okay, if right. you, it's a great hammer. Yeah, I mean. Sears was selling like I buy you know when I go to Sears I buy them all but anyway uh yeah you so buy them at Lowe's now then, oh well, that's nice I'm trying to think of word else yeah because the glue tabs remember the worth lifter uh, and stuff like worst. I don't use those I haven't I still drive around with them I should just clear it all out but um yeah I don't use any tools there is an ultra set it's a double bend with a push cap and I still oh, yeah. have the old small thread the little <clears throat> tiny thread that used to break mine never broke so i never sent them in and so they know they don't fit on anything else like the newer ones but yeah i still use those tools so yeah maybe 10 percent of the tools i still use on a day-to-day basis so and then i got one so if you had one thousand dollars to budget for marketing <laughs> oh, where would yeah. you spend it ryan shut well i <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would definitely do AdWords, and that would probably be depending on your area. So if you have a lot of competition, it would be well. You'd, I would just have to spend 500 bucks. Um, I'm taking an account that you already have, like, business cards, flyers, and all that stuff. So I would assume. Yeah, I would assume you have that. It would definitely be AdWords. And then I would probably do some raffles, drawing something to get people to start, you, you know, uh, following you on Instagram and, and, and engaging with you on Instagram. So, yeah, that would be it. So 500 and 500, 500. just like that. 500, 500 to AdWords Instagram and 500 to social. Is, yeah, pretty much. Boost. Yeah, Instagram has been, Instagram is killing it right now. So I'm going to switch it up. Ryan, if you had $1,000 to spend on marketing, <laughs> what would you do? 500 on t-shirts. T-shirts work. They work. Yeah, it's a total return on my on my investment. Um, probably 200 on AdWords. I really don't have to do a whole lot of AdWords here. Um, one of my favorite things I love to do, pens. Yeah, I crush it in the pen world. Um, I went to a restaurant Sunday, and my pens are still in their jar. And the guy says, I love your pens. He's an Italian guy. So <laughs> pens work with your logo on there. It works. 
little flyers, little stuff. That's what people like. Nice. See, I, see where my $1,000 come from. I want people to understand that ads sometimes do not work for certain people because they don't, it may not come into rev and it may not, you know, be revenue. And so that's where you have to track your ads. Mm-hmm. I think Ryan at that, people will wear your shirt. If you're a new dent guy, they're not going to wear your shirt. <laughs> so they got to build a relationship. Got to build the relationship. Because it says, hell hey, yeah, and it's Ryan shut. That's the only thing I wear. <laughs> there's plenty of guys that want free shirts. <laughs> you right. If yeah, they're out there right. washing their car, they're wearing your shirt, they go to the store, somebody's like, oh, snap a picture. It's a it's a mobile business card. You're so. absolutely right. I think, I think you have to – all dynamics are different. And yes. so my area, you, you just can walk down the street. You don't see a lot of people wearing T-shirts. They're all button-up shirts and stuff like that. They're just more presentable where I'm at because I'm in D.C. There's a lot of corporate buildings and stuff like that. So where you get it, Ryan, is that guy standing at you know uh, Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. Ryan, Ryan, okay, boom, he gets the call. They wouldn't even be wearing it where I'm at. Yeah. So, but And I think know, every market's different. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just like you're saying, your your AdWords are better than what I do in AdWords. So it really depends on your market. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, Ryan, in your area, Baltimore, there was a Bill Bondsman that just passed out. Crushed it. Everywhere. Just crushed it. And, I mean, look, he's he dominated. He literally said it was because of the shirts. So your area. It was actually, it was actually pens. Okay. Big boy Bill Bonds. And he had a, he did so well, he printed out a vinyl sticker down the side of his truck that was the pen. <laughs> Everybody knew that pen. I mean, he crushed it. <laughs> I was actually in Mexico checking into our hotel, and I grabbed the pen, and I was like, it's the Bail Bonds pen from Maryland. How crazy is that? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Chris, one word of advice for a new technician. Uh, you, you know, I was thinking about that today, actually, because I was – to tell my guys something, you know, write a, you know, what uh, Dave was saying, write a paragraph to my guys uh, weekly. So I would say, you know, focus on your craft. Understand that this is a craft. You're a craftsman in what you do and respect it. Uh, so that way you always push for, you know, 100% repairs. Uh, you know, I didn't start doing that to, I think, year four, to be honest with you. It was like, it's good enough. You know, I, I it's it's clean. Um, it wasn't nothing wrong with it, but again, we're working off a board, no light. I know it had a wiggle in it, and so, but now it's like I don't care what they're paying. It's gonna be done outright, best of my ability. So, and that's what made me so fast at cleaning these dents up. Uh, you just you want to spend more time in the finishing, so you know what you to do to get through that bulk of that damage just so you can spend more time on that finishing. And so for a new tech, it's a lot. It's hard for people. It's hard for them to, you know, see their tip of their tool. But if you're constantly trying and, and, and you, know, you know, I would say beating yourself up for perfection, it will work out for you. You will start to be one of the best technicians in your area pretty quickly. I say in about three to four years. One thing, one thing I do want to say to the new techs out there, you have to invest into this craft. You really yeah. have to put the time in and, and sit there on a Sunday and practice and 
you mentally have to put yourself, dedicate yourself to it. So it is hard out there. You know, keep your eye, your head down and just yeah. keep trying to grind it out. But the more you put into it, the more you're going to get back at the end. It's going to come full circle yeah. on you. And like he says, he says it's an art, you know, um, that's, that's crazy. Now these tools are out there. Like the stand liner, I think is going to be eventually, that's going to be a game changer, game changing tool, to be honest, just the way that tool pushes. Um, I do still like the Sal's, uh, you know, um, dent Dow. to be honest with you, I was using it today. I don't know any other tool that I could have used. Um, so that's a good tool for finding your leverage points, but you got to get very creative with that tool. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, there's no, you know, step-by-step step of how to use that tool, unfortunately or fortunately. It's because it's an endless way of using it. But, you know, don't, I, you know, I had, you know, a guy emails me today and he's buying a little eBay line board. And I'm like, that is not what you want. You want to go get a limited board. You're killing yourself. So, you know, when you see us working, when we paste on Instagram or you or Facebook, I mean, on our YouTube channel, like those are the tools to buy. I mean, if anything... You know, I have a kit on this thing that you can go to. And every tool that is on that kit is in my is in my uh, is in my car. So, you know, you're going to have to spend. I would say, Ryan, what are you riding around? Well, you may not want to share this, but what are you riding around in tools? I mean, I got insurance. I, don't care. I mean, I probably have. <laughs> I bet you, just in tools, just right now. What are you driving around in, man? Probably twenty five thousand in tools. Yeah, I think so. I was getting ready to say that. Yep, twenty five. Yeah. Well, yeah, Dave. I'm just south of that. Ryan, he's he likes tools. <laughs> like I'm like so, I know like my kit. I know my entire truck. <laughs> I have my gun case that has all of my long tools. I have my regular cart that I know I can fix whatever I need. Um, and it's way less than that. Um, but I've got the thing is I probably had that much, and I and I've now dumbed it down to where I don't need all of those tools. I don't need 25 mm -hmm. grand worth of tools anymore because I know I'm good with 10, you know, or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so I mean, that's kind of where I'm at, but, uh, real quick, if a customer's, uh, you know, asking time wise, what it's going to take, uh, to finish a repair, what do you guys say? Um, I, for, so for me, I say, I'll let you know when I am finished. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, you know, I don't know when I'm going to be done. Um, every repair is different. And I say, I'll let you know, uh, you know, when I'm going to be finished. A lot of times I can mentally know how long that repair is going to be and always give myself 20 to 30 minutes longer. But it, like when I'm at my shop, I'll do updates. So I'll go back in and say, Hey, it's coming out really good. You're looking at another 30 minutes or another half an hour or an hour. Always give those updates. Cause when they feel like it's taking forever, if you don't give them the updates, it, it, it seems to work for me. I make it quick. I say, ma'am, for every hundred dollars, I always tell my customer for every hundred dollars that you plan on spending. So your dentist three hundred seventy-five dollars. You're close to that four-hour mark. So just allocate, you know, four hours for us to repair. Done. That makes sense. Nine times out of ten, doesn't. I'm not going to be over the four. They're going to have their car back in two and a half to three hours. They're happy. That makes sense. They so for every hundred dollars, about an hour is what you're saying. Right. And well, I mean, depending for, on the repairs, obviously, right. every situation is different. Yeah. 80% of the time, uh, you know, it's getting out, you know, an hour early, you know, 75%. I'm only using 75% of that time. So I'm giving myself a little bit of that cushion. And sometimes I'm using only 25% of that time. But 
you know, for every hour, it's for every hundred dollars spent is an hour that I was worth of work. So I think John had a good question about um, how many hours did I spend a week to be prof proficient level? So when, when I knew I wanted to make this a career, I was working from sunup to sundown. There was times when I would sleep in the car because I would get to my wholesale at 6 p.m., sleep, take a cat nap, and then drink a Red Bull and then work all the way until about 11, 12 o'clock and then come home. So what got me to this level, I was putting in some mad hours. I don't recommend. Well, maybe. I, I Yeah, I guess I would recommend it. I would do it all over again because I became very fast after working that like that. So, I was doing mm, James. Oh, James is knocking him out of the park today. He's doing his homework. Go for it. Do, do you see that? He says, "Would you rather have a technician that is a strong brand ambassador, or and a weaker technician, or a strong technician and not a very not very brand influential?" That's a pretty good question. That's a pretty good question. You know, at the end of the day. You are running a business. And so if you can't get sales, then there's no business. So mm -hmm. I I would I would rather a technician that took a little longer but had a really good um uh, you know, I guess brand ambassador, I guess. That knew how to sell. That knew how to sell, yeah. And this is just now just because you you can't do it all yourself. You need salesmen. You need guys that can sell. Mm -hmm. And so, so yeah, yeah. It's it's. I I know dent guys that are not that great. Like I, I rode around sixteen, seventeen years, but he was a great salesman. And yeah, okay. The dents, all his dents weren't perfect. Not a problem. But every customer loved him. Mm -hmm. It. They didn't think anything. And it wasn't like it was awful. I mean, I still see waves, but it wasn't like it was chewed up now. But, you know, okay. Yeah, he left a little bit, you know, the hail car, you know, a little low, just a little bit, maybe for my eyes. But he's, the customers loved him because he knew how to sell. Yep. I think so, a good business or a good PDR business needs both. You need the stronger yeah. technicians, you need the weaker ones, but they also, you know, yeah. possess qualities that the stronger techs don't have. Um, yeah. Are, That's you know, all, all of you, because, yeah. yeah, a lot of your employees are going to have different skill sets. Yeah. And so being the owner or, yeah, pretty much being the owner, you need to recognize what those yeah. skill sets are, the strengths within, you know, with your techs and, uh, mm -hmm. and your employees and be able to cater to that. Yeah. And so what I've also with with having multiple guys and 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 even uh our ops manager is everybody just adds so much value. So when I know someone that knows how to uh de-escalate a situation from like an upset customer, which doesn't happen too often, I know who to send. That person will smooth talk or make them feel you know nice and happy and I know everything is fine. And it could just be a scheduling problem or something like that. So Everybody just gets these little tips from that person, whatever their strengths are. So that's a, that's definitely a nice thing to, uh, to do. So, yeah, yeah, you can always teach skills, but sometimes those skills are so hard to teach. I'm with you, Varn. Uh, Anything else? I think that's it. 
Yeah, well, thank you guys for joining us. Anybody has any questions? Would it be different six years? Would that choice be different six years? What choice would it be different? Yeah, so strong technician. Yeah, it would be strong technician. I would. I was like, yeah, I want someone just like me, strong technician. I'll do the selling. And so now I'm looking for well-rounded guys. You know, you don't. You know, just well-rounded guys. It's 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 perfectly fine. I can train a little bit of skill. We can learn together. I'm 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 young. I'm old. Whatever you want to call me. I don't know who's listening, but I'm learning that you know everybody has, you know, a decent amount of flaws, and everybody has their strengths. So, uh, to play off their strengths and to learn together, you know, on their on their on their on their flaws. So. And I think I think you're you, the new guys. They have to jive. You know what I mean. You 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 have to click because you're spending so much time with the new tech that yeah. you can pretty much tell right off the bat if it's going to work or if it's not going to work. Yeah, <laughs> obviously work ethic has to come into play. I mean, if the guy doesn't even want to get up and and meet you know meet you on time and stuff like that, just from the beginning. I always say if the guy's always focusing on money, if you get into this industry and you're all focused about money, that's probably the you're probably not going to last too long, honestly. <laughs> yes. So, because your first four years, you probably won't make any money. And if anybody's wondering what I made my first year, it was like twenty two thousand. <laughs> so. Yeah, mine was twenty six. <laughs> so yeah, and that's with a big company behind you. So <laughs> yeah, they gave you work. So it's yeah. just you're just slow. You're still learning it. Yeah, you, you know, that's. That's just yeah. My company gave me work, and I just I couldn't I couldn't do it. So, you know, you got to be in it to to understand and learn the craft. You got to enjoy the craft at least a little bit to to appreciate what you do, to appreciate uh, you know, pretty much everything. I, I think so. It just takes time. I think this is the only I compare this to like learning the piano. This is it. Just takes so much time to to be uh proficient at this craft so he said look 94 <laughs> interiors yeah well i should have did interiors sometimes i look at the wheel guys and i go y'all got it so easy a little sand on a machine spray Oof. done yeah i don't know knowing what i know would you get into this industry if you knew if you had to do recon on a car would you choose pink this dairy fair it's the hardest to learn yeah, I don't know. I would have probably chose it because <laughs> I'm. Stupid. I enjoy I enjoy it so much now, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I left a really really good job to learn this stuff, and the first year I was like, "What was I thinking?" <laughs> yeah, but I was passionate right. about it. You know what I mean? So, and Dave, Dave, I, I don't know if you remember, but you shared a quote about the passion and 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 about the craftsman style with. Do you remember that in the uh, "Ego Is Your Enemy" book? Well, we'll save that to to next next week then. Yeah, I'm Dang, Dave, you gotta read that book again, man. Anyway, <laughs> are we I'm wrapping this up, guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I want to thank you. Well, you guys, go ahead and wrap it up. You guys got it. Well, that's Christopher A, guys, and uh, we want to thank you. Uh, thank you all for watching as well. Um, we also. Like Chris mentioned before, we have this on a podcast. So if you guys missed this um, or weren't able to jump out in the beginning, you could check this out on uh, Apple iTunes podcast, PDR Workshop. Just uh, search for it and it'll pop up. Thank you, guys. Definitely. Thanks for watching.
Yeah, thanks, guys. Peace.